No amount of guilt can change the past. No amount of anxiety can change the future. Enter. Ah, Mr. Thomas, close the door, close the door. You needed to see me? So you got my message then? Well, no, not exactly. I, I had a strange feeling. Ah, strange feelings, messages, they're one and the same when you have a certain mindset. But either way, you're here and that's what's important. Mm. You seem a lot more, uh, jovial than the last time I was here. <laughs> well, yes, that's actually why I've brought you here today. Go on. Well, the last time you were here, I was a bit, uh, I don't know, I was careless, honestly, with my demeanor as professional, and I do have to apologize to you. Well, um, thank you. So, do you think that my special something helped you? Do you think uh, you've been cured? I don't even know what you did. I mean, if you even did anything, I told you about my time in New Orleans and then you just yelled cut, so. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. And then you changed form like three different times. <laughs> this explains a lot. Uh, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> it sounded like you the whole time. Well, I assure you, it most certainly wasn't me. You told your little story, I asked directly if you were telling the truth, and you admitted you weren't. And then, poof, you disappeared. Which, I mean, is fine in all honesty. I was about to take my lunch. That's odd. Although, as I recall, I, I never admitted to lying because, well, I, I wasn't. What I said was that I really wasn't sure if my mind was moving in the right direction. So. Everything seems to be lining right up. Oh. Are you evaluating me again? I'm always evaluating everybody, yes, but I'm looking at you through a far more discerning lens this time around. <laughs> well, now I'm uncomfortable. And I really don't see a need to be here any longer, so I'm just gonna you go You see, when I was uh, doing my preliminary paperwork, I really didn't understand just who or what I was dealing with. What do you mean? When I sent off your file, it immediately grabbed the attentions of the higher-ups. I mean, as an expert in my field, I am used to seeing all sorts of broken people, but- Excuse me? Know, but I've never encountered a Scorpio moon quite like yours. Even having the ability to just teleport out of nowhere? That's something I've rarely ever seen. So you're finally gonna give me an answer? I don't think I have to. You know why I brought you here. Okay, no more of this cryptic bullshit. I've gotten a lot more honest with myself, and but honestly- not so I much don't... with others. I am honest with others. I, I think I'm showing improvement. Oh yes, you're well-versed in showing the world what you want it to see. So incredibly deceptive, aren't you? What's going on here? Attention, Coalition Security. Anomaly 5456 is in my custody. Proceed to Intel Sector for arrest. 
Ah! Why can't I move? Let me go. Let you go? <laughs> no. If it weren't for the price on your head, I would have eliminated you the minute you walked through my door. Fuck you. And the mask is finally off. Just so you know, all of this is being recorded. The council will be so pleased. What council? You'll see soon enough. If my smile seems a bit much, it's because I can finally retire. All thanks to you. <sighs> I can move again. You're letting me go? Hardly. Then why- He broke the paralysis! He's too strong! Wait, no, I- Out in the Woods, Enter the Mind Book, Episode 2, The Crime of Being. In the Cell. I've seen ups and downs plenty of men never would have come back from, but here I am. You think you get a coalition job and everything falls into place? No. Life is still life. And sometimes the girl you give your heart to will stab you in the back and fuck the guy who feeds the snakes at the zoo. Wow. Yeah. Take it from me, I always said I'd pay anything to get rid of that bitch. That is until the first fucking alimony payment came out of my account. Yeah, I bet that's tough. But anyway, to finish my story, my daughter was so happy to see her grandmother for her birthday. We don't get to see her often since the last stroke. Fuck, I hurt. Oh shit, Sarge, the anomaly. Already had the safety off, rookie. If he tries to come through those bars, I'll splatter his brains across the permaglass. Uh, is this jail? No, jail's for people. You're an anomaly. Yeah, this is anomaly containment. But I am a person. Yeah, tell that to the council. What council? The High Tribunal. The people who make it all happen. Head honchos, top of the pyramid. The judge, jury, and executioner. Executioner? Wait, am I being put on trial? Yep, and from what I hear, it's been a long time coming. Don't provoke it. I hear it can teleport. Do I get a lawyer or representation at least? No. Why would you? Sarge is a trial. Yeah, but this is an anomaly we're talking about. This one is sentient, though. Listen, words come from the top to deny. Deny what? Any and everything it asks for. I can still hear you. It doesn't matter. You're probably getting an elimination penalty. I don't think we're allowed to tell it that. An elimination penalty? Don't worry about it. Just know you get what you deserve. Hey, I just got the ping to send the anomaly up. Good. Tired of all this bullshit exposition. So long, anomaly. Hope I don't ever see you again. <laughs> the feeling's mutual. In the council chamber. At last. At last. The friendly Gatherwood host. The fraud. And who are you to call me a fraud? I am Councillor Aaron. I am Councillor Spiegel. I am Councillor Ridley. And we are the Memory Construction Coalition. 
Hmm. You look an awful lot like the performance faculty in my university. Silence! We would ask if you knew why you were here, but you would just lie. What are you talking about? Silence! We will analyze your case from top to bottom. Philosophical, esoteric, scientific. From there, we will determine that you are guilty. You mean if? Silence! When you hear the evidence, anomaly, even you will agree. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about your guilt. See how it stares at us with such contempt. Well, what the fuck do you expect? I said silence! Now then, as far as I know, the Coalition has never encountered an anomaly such as you. Never witnessed such antisocial behavior. The very thought makes me shiver. That something like you exists causes me to wonder if we've been careless with our tinkering. And for this, we are almost certain you are guilty of the crime of being. Being? Your very existence is an affront to the narrative we pieced together so painstakingly. But far be it from us to just eliminate you outright. In our benevolent love, we've chosen to hold you accountable for your arrogant sociopathy, and then eliminate you. Wait, what am I doing? This is all in my head, I can just- You're not going anywhere. Last time you were in your head, you moved faster than expected, aided by a rogue stream of consciousness. But we're holding the reins this time. What do you mean? I'm in control here, you're nothing more than my subconscious. No, we're far more than just your subconscious. You live your life and make memories. We take those memories and build upon them, shaping your very identity. My... My... Identity? Ah, are you finally dropping the faint bravery? I know who I am. You lie to convince yourself, just as you lie to everyone else. I think we've disarmed it. No. Who I am is... You are an anomaly convicted of the crime of being! Accused! I said convicted! Shall we proceed? Yes. Excellent! Let's break apart your selfhood first. I would have said personhood, but of course you're an anomaly. Philosophically speaking, your identity could be based on morals. Morals, as we know, are not something that you, as an anomaly, have. So, instead of a singular defining through line of morality, virtue, righteousness, and personal conviction, you exude the bile of neurodeath. Speaking of neurodeath, science has found that even Alzheimer's patients who have lost all semblance of what we would consider identity maintain a basic part of who they once were. They do so because when questioned, they still hold the same morals they always did. Their beliefs, their worldviews, their essences are still intact. 
Imagine if this thing got Alzheimer's. Oh, just an empty husk dumped in some nursing home, pissing and shitting itself till it dropped dead, writhing and gnashing its teeth on a poor nurse's flesh at night when Daisha forgot to give it a bullet in the brain. But on the note of losing memory, still, it's our job at the Coalition to ensure that we shape your identity around memories. When people go through their lives, they mark certain actions as defining moments. These moments define them. Clearly. Hmm. Memory forms identity. And we here at the Coalition are figuring out ways to prove that it can be long-lasting even through neurological disintegration. As hard as we've tried to shape you, you constantly avoid our attempts at help. Constantly reinventing yourself for no other purpose than your own evil gains, like some sinister chameleon. And just so you know, we found the stream of consciousness who aided you last time you were here. Not long after you left, actually. They were still gallivanting about as David Bowie. <laughs> no. Oh, yes. Brought a big smile to my face, putting him in front of a firing squad. Oh, and anyway, whatever reinvention may have taken place was for the purpose of survival, as I said. Theoretically speaking, one can form their identity around what is required for them to survive. Like when you convinced yourself you were a heterosexual Christian to leech off your poor parents. Or when in fact, in your own words, were the funny fat guy so you could easily infiltrate different unsuspecting social circles. I'd still consider myself a social butterfly. Oh, that's an innocent way to put it. In a broader sense, the idea of forming an identity could be a means of ensuring you survive in death by living in the memories of others. We'll be sure to eliminate those memories. Don't worry. Oh yes, Councillor Aaron, we certainly will. Of course, all of these theories and philosophies are both intrinsically linked and completely inconsequential. Why? Because... We ascribe to the theory of somatic identity. A person, a soul, or in your case, an anomaly, always occupies one body, and therefore, until your very DNA changes, you will always maintain the same identity. And as the evidence I have just presented proves, your identity is one of unspeakable harm to the world around you. You have no evidence. One more word out of you and I increase the voltage. I rest my case. Excellent points all around, Councillor Spiegel. Thank you, Councillor Aaron. Shall we proceed with the esoteric analysis? I would love to. Then by all means, give us the knowledge of the stars. <clears throat> We weren't aware when you were born, but that was where it all started. December 27th, 1994, 12.40pm. You were pulled into this world with a moon in Scorpio. A baby though you were, you were born a well of darkness. 
Are you saying Lady Gaga is a well of darkness? George Harrison, Alanis Morissette, Beyonce, fucking Julie Andrews, they all have Scorpio moods, you idiot. Oh, look everyone. The anomaly knows things too. <laughs> Bringing up the names of great people who have done something with their lives won't save yours. As you grew, you had so many feelings as most children do. Some positive, some negative. But as time went on, you became conditioned. No, you learn to internalize the negativity. Let it fester inside you because you didn't want the world to see what kind of monster you were. Because of your Scorpio moon, you've never been able to determine what is simple emotion and what is intuition. And so you sought control. And when you found that it was hard to control yourself, you decided it might be easier to control others, didn't you? I've never forced anyone to do anything. Sure, you've never will. forced anyone to do your bidding. But because you read people so easily, you know exactly what to say and what to do to get what you want. You grew up in an environment where you had no control. And so when you were able to escape, you dug your roots into any soil you could rest your feet in. That... I mean, I, I never meant to... You craved connection to help yourself normalize and express your secret inner world, which turned into a fear of abandonment and rejection, which made you possessive. Hard to be possessive when nobody wants anything to do with you, though. And so what few poor souls you could draw in became vessels for all your insecurities and negativities. Though I use the past tense, I have to reiterate that all of these aspects of your very being continue to get stronger even now. I... I, I never really thought of it that way before. Have, have I really been... that? Some narcissistic sociopath? Am I blind? Most people with the Scorpio moon have a deep dark, mysterious inner world that even they constantly seek to understand, as I've said. But you, you embrace it. You use it. It's been your secret weapon all these years. But as I'm sure you're aware, especially now, it's a double-edged sword. The more you wield it, the more you hurt yourself. And somehow, that hurt fuels you. I have my flaws just like everybody else, but I've always strived to be better. I'm not some Machiavellian villain. Even now you try to manipulate us into a sense of pity, which we will never give you. I rest my case. Can we all just acknowledge that there's no scientific evidence to prove astrology is legitimate? Yet you seem to have no problem discussing astrology with your friends, reading tarot cards, doing spell work. Why don't you care about scientific evidence, then? Because he's self-serving vermin who hasn't been caught in a cage till now. Go fuck yourself. A perfectly thought-out segue, Councillor Ripley. 
as the scientific authority of our council, I'm sure you're delighted to finally share your evidence. I have my moments of brilliance, yes, Council of people. Yes, I shall proceed. Before I begin, just know that any interruptions from you will be swiftly met with the most volts I can give you. Now, as Councillor Aaron pointed out, you were a curse from the moment you were born. It was not long after you were born that you were diagnosed with mastoiditis, a buildup of infected fluid by the mastoid bone in the back of your skull. Unfortunately, your birth givers decided not to just let you die. As you grew a little older, your parents were plagued with notes from your child care facility, indicating that you were prone to sudden outbursts of extreme emotions, screaming at the other children, crying at minor inconveniences, stubbornly ignoring and breaking certain rules. And even then, just as now, you had a problem with talking. You couldn't keep your mouth shut. Nobody ever felt like you were listening. When you got into a real classroom environment at the age of five, and the problems persisted, your parents finally had you tested for attention deficit and hyperactive disorder. Predictably, the test would prove that you were, in fact, neurodivergent. A nice strong dose of Adderall did the trick for a number of years to help make it normal. But even then, you really never were up to par. You still never shut up. Despite the reduction of outbursts, they were still there when other children your age would have never done the same. You were still, for a lack of a better term, weird, broken. Because nobody ever understood you. You began learning how to turn your weirdness into some kind of perverse strength. But you know as well as I do you were nothing more than a ridiculous sideshow. A fantastic description, Councillor Ripley. Why, thank you, Councillor Spiegel. I agonized over it. As I was saying, your situation really went off the deep end when you convinced your psychiatrist that you could cope without the medication. Can you imagine taking amphetamines for a decade and then stopping? From there, your performance in all academia diminished greatly. The reports we've seen about it are staggering, really. You don't have to downplay the truth, Councillor Ripley. I never do. When you discovered you weren't actually intelligent, you leaned in on your talent for performance. Since you had been pandering all your life, you must have thought it would be easy to get a degree in lies. So you went off and pursued higher learning in the realm of theater. Thank God for the performance faculty, you worked so hard to win over. None of them fell for your performances on or off the stage. Try as they did to keep you on the right track. Suppress your insistence on being seen and trying to make them understand you, you still fought their wisdom. But they saw right through you. You could captivate an audience on stage, but your performance in their hallowed classrooms was something else entirely. You know you still have to do work to be an actor, right? Don't bother answering. 
At least you still have a social life. That's all you've ever been good at. Keeping people around to lead off of. And still, even to this day, you've never felt completely understood. But it's incredibly selfish to expect people to try and waste their brain power on something so vapid, so impotent, so sinister. It's as though the universe has been trying to get rid of you this whole time, but through sheer force of will you clung on for the sake of spite. You never fully been able to connect because you were never meant to. You were never meant to live. You have no right to use the gift of life as you have. And you know it. And it has been your mission to punish the world that doesn't want you with every action, every word, every moment you breathe. Here, here. And so, in conclusion, you are without a doubt guilty of the crime of being. I rest my case. Sir, Anomaly 5456, do you have any words for the Council? Keep in mind that nothing you say will sway our decision. I... Yes. Well, come on with it. Councillor Ripley, please. Well, first of all, Councillor Ripley, the evidence you presented was pretty fucking ableist. We are too wise for such frivolous accusations. Sure. So, I know it doesn't matter. And granted, I'll give you. Your evidence has definitely given me some introspection. I agree, all my life I tried to fit in, and yes, survive. Words can't describe how scary it was for me to decide to come out, how much anxiety and fear I had growing up in a household who lived by the principles of a religion that believes I'm an evil pariah who deserves eternal damnation. Kind of like all of you. I do have defining memories, Counselor Spiegel. And yes, even through my recent stint of constant reinvention, my morals have never swayed. I believe in empathy, in doing what's right, in lifting people up, in questioning authority. Obviously. Counselor Aaron, I know all about my moon and Scorpio. Yes, I would say I have a lot of shit going on in my head a lot of the time, and yes, I'm constantly trying to understand it, which is why this cycle of reinvention has been so cathartic. Yes, I have a dark side, everybody does. Yes, sometimes I wear my heart on my sleeve without telling anyone, and yes, I grew up in an environment where I constantly felt like I had no control, but who would I be? To take out that rage, that sadness, that lack of boundaries on the world. I, I would never want anyone to feel as misunderstood as I have. And Counselor Ripley, yes, I've been blessed and cursed with ADHD. Yes, because of it, I've always been weird. And no, I've never felt like a lot of people have ever truly gotten me. I've always been self-conscious about I know that to this day, I still have trouble focusing, staying still, collecting my thoughts. Sometimes I still overreact to things that really don't seem all that big. Living life neurodivergent has thrown me into bouts of anxiety and depression. But I had the fortune of actually being diagnosed, and God damn it, I'm still here. I'm here because of the social life you've used as evidence to crucify me. 
I have a support system, friends from all walks of life in my corner. And even though sometimes I leave them scratching their heads and I don't always communicate, they still love me. If I'm living for spite, it's despite people like you, the council, who never believed I was worth a shit. In fact, you've already lost. And how exactly is that? Because I'm the only one in charge of my memories. All of your evidence, your proof that I'm some psychopath, I've reframed it just now. Reconstructed into my true identity. So therefore, my existence isn't a crime at all. Excellent deduction, Anomaly. But unfortunately for you, we're still in control here and we want you dead. What? I told you, you weren't going anywhere. And we figured there would be a chance that our irrefutable evidence would fall upon deaf ears. And we knew there was a possibility you would try to teleport. I commend your infinite wisdom, Counselor Aaron. I dare say it would be grim if an anomaly with this knowledge were free to use their power. It's really Counselor Ripley we should be thanking. They made sure the cage was inescapable. Nothing to I love what I do. This has been my favorite trial in my time. I think we all agree. It has been such an honor and a pleasure bringing this anomaly to justice. So what are you gonna do? Huh? Shock me? Gas me? Lethal injection? Oh no. We're going to ensure that there's no trace of you left, even on the molecular level. Ooh. All right. I think we've put it off long enough. Are we ready to proceed with the elimination? Wait. Are we going to tell it? Tell me what? Shut up! It doesn't matter either way if it knows or not. I thought we were here to ensure it completely understood the crime of its existence. It exists. That's crime enough. Honestly, we shouldn't have even had all this pop and circumstance. Actually, I believe this would be a perfect opportunity to emphasize our benevolence, not only to the anomaly, but to all our citizens in this system. Councillor Ripley, Activate the broadcast function. Not to question your wisdom, Counselor Aaron, but don't you think a public display like this might- What I think is that we three counselors are of one mind on all decisions we make. And therefore, you want to show our strength just as much as Counselor Speaker and I do. Right you are. We are live, here in the council chamber, with Anomaly 54056, a negative entity we've been trying to bring to justice for quite some time now. The Anomaly is convicted of the crime of being. Innocent though it may look, rest your empathetic hearts and minds in the knowledge that its existence has been a dark blot, a burden, and a threat to the lives of all of those around it. And worse, even than that, 
is a threat to everything the Coalition and you, our citizens, hold true. Witness now as we bring about our final evidence and proceed with the sentencing of elimination. I thought you had presented all your evidence. We questioned whether it would be pertinent to present this last bit, but I felt it would really help you, the anomaly, understand how deep your deception goes. Well, go on then, Counselor Aaron. Present. With pleasure. I ask you now, Anomaly 5456, Jacob, is there anything you feel like you put on the back burner because it's too much even for one such as yourself to handle? I... I don't think so. Liar! Is this so-called cycle of reinvention your attempt to run away from something? Something you're not ready for? No. I'm just finding myself. <laughs> well, rest assured, Anomaly, we've done all the work for you. And you've just told your final lie. I'm not lying! Oh, yes, you are. Even to yourself. As I stated before, we believe in somatic identity. Until your DNA changes, you will always be you. And? And we know what you are. You are neither man nor woman. As much as you try to avoid it, as much as you don't want to dive into those waters, you keep trying to force yourself somewhere in between. I've been open about my fluidity. Nothing more than a smokescreen to hide the fact that you really don't know what you believe. And try as we may to found memories that prove you are a man, we keep running into blackness. Brick walls and intentional misdirection on your part. The only answer and proof we have is your body. That means nothing. It means everything here. If you're so self assured, Anomaly, identify yourself. I'm. 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 I'm an anomaly. Coalition citizens, do you see how easily our infinite knowledge was proven true? This freak has been spreading their lives unchecked for so long, trying to poison everyone's minds to avoid confronting their own anomalous identity. Yes, citizens, remember, you are who we say you are. You are either born into our world as male or female. There will be no changing those facts, and there is nothing in between. And now, witness, as by the powers vested in me, I hereby sentence Anomaly 5456 to death by light beam! Any last words, Anomaly 5456? I am who I am. 
this is it. Not quite. <gasps> Citizens, you may now all proceed with your days. Let this be a reminder of the lengths we the Council will go to protect you. And remember, at the Memory Construction Coalition, we are the world, and we are you. This has been Out in the Woods, Enter the Mind Book, Part 2. The Crime of Beam. It stars Will Lovern as Counselor Aaron and the voice behind the desk, Cami Roebuck as Guard 1, Cameron Petrie as Guard 2, Jennifer Diaz as Counselor Spiegel, Jonathan Damaray as Counselor Ripley, Cy Haygood as A Voice, and Jacob Thomas as himself. Thank you once again, as always, for tuning in, and thanks for coming out in the woods and into my closet. <laughs>